Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now your host, Chicago Reader <laughs> columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this my number two has left the room. Oh, that Ooh, sounds gross. Damn, what could that be? <laughs> huh, let's see. I was like, wait, Thursday. I forgot I got to add Thursday to it. All right. Anyway, Elizabeth Warren bowed out. Yep, yep. Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts, formally announced the end of her presidential campaign. Did she suspend it or end it? I don't know. I just, I saw, here's how I got the news. It was one of those uh, news flashes on my phone. There's a battle on my phone. It's like, who's going to get the news flash first? The New York Times or the Washington Post. And I'm like keeping track of, you know, he knows this about me. He's been, Dennis and I have been together like every freaking day for three years, ladies and gentlemen. So you learn a few things about someone over the course. Ben wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> if three years? Great three years. Great three years, right? Just here's finished, to four. Just here's to four, five. It's like Michael Jordan when they won the championship the first, when they won three, he goes three, four, five. Yeah, we are comparative to Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So some, re- so some respect, young man. Don't forget the Jeffrey part of the name. Anyway, where was I? Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren. So I get this battle on my phone. Like, who's going to win it? New York Times, Washington Post. And I'm, you know, like obsessive me. I keep track of these things. Well, the Post won this one, but let's see who wins the next one. The New York Times was the first to get the all-important Elizabeth Warren uh, bowed out. It's not the only thing I saw, Dave, because I was preparing for today's show, all right? I was doing pre-show prep, okay? Actually, what I was doing when the message came across at about 10 this morning was talking to my wife about hunters, okay? Which is like what I would really love to talk about right now, this show about Nazi hunters. But to quote Governor Rauner, focus, Benny, focus. Please. So I will focus on Elizabeth Warren. I want to thank Elizabeth Warren. The reason I said she's my number two is because for the last three months, I guess it's been, she's been number two right behind Bernie Sanders on my list, my countdown list on my top. I used to do five. Okay. I ask every guest to come in or do five. They duck, they dodge, they bob, you know, they bob, they weave, they would do anything to avoid getting Matt beyond the one person that they would endorse, right? Typical Dems, only one person, Ben, don't ask me for a second. Uh, but anyway, I whittled it down to three eventually. Uh, Andrew Yang dropped out. So Joey Biden moved up to third. So uh, now Elizabeth Warren's out. She was always uh, right behind Bernie. Uh, and uh, so uh, I want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Warren for one reason in particular. I mentioned it yesterday, but I think it's really important uh, that we repeat this, that I repeat this, and that is this. She is the person perhaps most responsible for Michael Bloomberg leaving the race. She took Bloomberg down, not once, but twice in the presidential debates. She stripped away any credibility that Bloomberg had as a candidate in the Democratic primary. She let it be known that Michael Bloomberg was essentially, he was just like this 
really arrogant rich guy who was trying to buy the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party at the time was like, yeah, we'll take your money. By the way, I'll still take your money, Bloomberg, but I'm just saying I wasn't going to vote for you uh, for president of the United States. So she did a great job in those two debates. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I've, I hadn't seen anything like it, D, since 1965 when Muhammad Ali knocked out Sonny Liston. You remember this one? You oh, were, yeah. You were... I was there. Negative 18 years old and Lewiston made. Boom, boom, boom. Howard Cosell, a left, a right. Liston is down. <laughs> Millennials, I swear <laughs> we're going to talk about stuff going on in 2020. I promise you. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> no, I love it when uh, Ali knocked out uh, George Foreman te- not 10 years after that fight. A left, a right, Foreman is down. Love Howard Cosell. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. So she was like, uh, I think last time I was talking about I, I compared her to Smoking Joe Frazier. But now I'm giving Muhammad Ali some love, two of my favorite boxers of all time. Anyway, I want to say this to Joe Biden who is now uh, the, I guess he's the front runner. I take guess out of that. He is the front runner. I think the the odds in Vegas are going his way. If you were to, if you just wanted to make money on this, you would, should put your money down on Joey B. He's probably going to be the Democratic nominee. Just saying, D. We'll see what our 130 guest, Miles Camp Lassen, has to say about all this. We will see. But we'll see if he's putting money down in Vegas. Okay, there's two questions, all right? Okay. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, he owes, Joe Biden owes so much uh, to Elizabeth Warren because, again, when she took down Michael Bloomberg, that left Biden as the consensus candidate for the, all the moderates to rally around. And, uh, you know, so Joe, do her something, do her the right thing, buy her dinner. I don't know, do something nice for her uh, because if it wasn't for Elizabeth Warren, you would be struggling with Michael Bloomberg at the moment. And Michael, and now it, it's so ironic. Thanks to Elizabeth Warren, Michael Bloomberg's out of the race and he's ready to kick in like a hundred million, I think. You, but you notice how it's dropped? The amount of money that he's going to pay is dropped. I'll spend anything to get rid of Trump. Well, I'll spend more if I'm the guy who's going to replace Trump. Just spend the money. Whatever you're going to spend on yourself, spend it. If, if defeating Trump was the goal, I guess it's easy for me to tell Michael Bloomberg to spend the money, huh, D? It's not my money. Anyway, uh, so Joe Biden, I think you owe Elizabeth Warren some thanks. It's interesting how my friends of the Bernie Sanders persuasion are going to react to this, D, because you would think that Elizabeth Warren would immediately endorse Bernie Sanders because uh, it's pretty obvious that ideologically uh, he is the closest to her in terms of their worldview on just about everything. He's much more she's much more of a Bernie Democrat than she is a Biden Democrat. But uh, my understanding is that she has not endorsed anyone at the moment, and she's just sort of sitting back, uh, which will lead to perhaps two different strategies uh, employed by Bernie Sanders supporters to win her over. One, there will be people who will be really nice, and they'll just say, you know, I've always liked Elizabeth Warren. What a great champion she has been for financial reform. I really love how she stood up uh, for working people with the bankruptcy laws in the in the mid uh, in the mid O's, the early O's, and uh, how she stood up to the great financial institutions, and how she stood up to all those Republicans uh, in Senate confirmation hearings, and just what a champion of progressive politics uh, she is. You know, try to butter her up that strategy and then there will be the supporters of the bernie persuasion who will just do it their typical way they'll try to bludgeon her into doing it. you better support her i don't know some of these i, I look i'm bernie's still number one day but 
some of the tactics of his supporters not quite understanding it. How you think you could win people over by insulting them, yelling at them? Anyway, I get frustrated too. I mean, so I can kind of relate. I get, I've been frustrated with the Chicago electorate for 40 years. So, well, since Harold died. So I can understand, I suppose, but still not the most convincing way to, uh, to win uh, people over. Anyway, here we are, D. We've got two old white guys uh, running for the Democratic nomination. And I have to say this, they're so old, they make me look young. Whoa, that's old. (laughs) Let's talk today's local news. We are about two weeks away from our own primary here in Illinois. And if you're a fan of campaign funded election polls, do not stop listening to this podcast. A new poll is out regarding our Cook County state's attorney's race between incumbent Kim Fox, Bill DeBro Conway, Donna Moore, and Bob Fleet Feet Fioretti. He loves running. (laughs) That's good, Bob Fleet Feet Fioretti. That's a good one. Did you come up with that? An hour ago. The poll shows Kim Fox pulling away from Bill Conway. 39% of Democratic voters said they'd vote for Fox, according to the poll memo obtained by Playbook, Illinois Playbook, while 28% back Conway. The latest poll also shows Donna Moore and Bob Fioretti still at single digits in support at 8 and 7%. And 18% are completely perplexed by all of this. Oh, jeez, this is hard. 18% undecided in the Cook County State's Attorney's primary yeah. race. Well, I'm confused. Oh, jeez, do I have to? It's so hard. Uh, can I go home? Uh, oh, my beloved undecided voter. I need a little more time to think about this. I'm so confused. I live in Chicago in Cook County. Who do I vote for? The poll of 500 likely (laughs) Cook County primary voters was conducted February 26th through March 1st. Mm. And like we mentioned, was commissioned by Fox's campaign uh, conducted by GBAO Strategies, who is the pollster for Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Representative Robin Kelly, and State Rep Kelly Cassidy. Around here we call her KC. KC. (laughs) So yeah, go figure. A poll commissioned by the Kim Fox campaign shows that Kim Fox is in the lead. It comes a week after another poll commissioned by... By Bill DeBro Conway that showed him neck and neck with Fox, while 36% of voters were undecided, an indication that voters may be forming an opinion on the race just two weeks from the primary. All right, Ben Jarofsky, who do we believe here? Is Kim Fox in the lead or are her and Conway neck and neck? And just how much can you believe a poll commissioned by the candidates themselves? You can't believe them at all. Don't believe it. It's like getting a flyer in the mail. Don't believe what they say to you, okay? It's propaganda. That said, so you're not voting Bloomberg. That didn't work on you. Uh, would I vote for Mike Bloomberg? If he's running against Donald John Trump, I will vote for Michael Bloomberg. How about that, D? How is that good or what? He's not in my top three, that's for sure. Do I have a, is he in my top five? I have to think about that. Anyway, before I go that down that rabbit hole, let me answer your question. Uh, it's, a, you know, I don't know if there's that much difference between these two polls. All right, just think about this. 39% are for Fox, 28% are for uh, uh, Bill Conway, 18% are just confused. Is it possible, young Dennis, that the 18% want to vote for a candidate but are too embarrassed to say which candidate they're going to vote for? That, that's a factor. That's the Dennis theory. Don't be embarrassed to vote Fioretti. Come on. (laughs) That's the Dennis theory. The Dennis theory uh, is, and and he bases his theory on years of living among white people down the state, okay? The guy's has living experience, folks, all right? He's lived with white people downstate 
for many, many years. And the dentist theory is, is that white people are embarrassed to say they're for Donald John Trump. Okay, I don't blame them. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing to think this is the guy you would support. All right. So they just say, I'm going to vote. What? No, they'll go, oh, probably vote for Biden or I'm undecided. Ooh. And the undecided ones, uh-oh, there's a Trumper. So when I see 18%, <laughs> mm-hmm, I might guess. Now, who would, who would a voter in Cook County be embarrassed to say they're for? That's the interesting question, D. That's the deep dive question. By the way, there's the Ben theory, which is nobody buys this theory. And that is... Uh, the Bulls will win the championship. And by the way, my beloved Bulls were victorious <laughs> last night. They did everything they could to lose that game. It was one of the worst played tw- last 25 seconds no of sports. an NBA game I have ever freaking seen. Okay. Hey, guys, there's something called inbounding a ball. Ever hear of it? Ugh, I'm confused. We Wait, you throw it to the guy with the same color jersey? The Bulls are like, here, Dallas, you take the ball. I'm sorry, where was I? Oh, I was talking about my other theory, which absolutely nobody shares, because I'm always getting blowback when I say it, but that's this. White voters lie to pollsters when they say they're undecided because they're embarrassed to admit they're for Donald John Trump. That's the dentist theory. Everybody signs on to that. Black voters, particularly black men, lie to pollsters when they say they're for Donald Trump. I don't know what it is about black men feeling compelled to say they're for Donald Trump. I don't know what it is, but when I take a look at the actual numbers... Hardly any of them do it. So it's like there's one set of line that goes on by white voters and another set of line that goes on by black voters. And then I I just don't know why I just tell the truth. But anyway, going back to the issue of Conway and Fox, what would they be more embarrassed to admit? Would they be more embarrassed to admit that they're for Kim Fox, even though there's Jesse Smollett gate? Or would they be more embarrassed to admit that something as trivial as Jesse Smollett gate would induce them to vote for Bill Conway? D, I think this requires deeper exploration, all right? Get Andy Grimm in here to talk about it. <laughs> Andy Grimm, the ace criminal defense, excuse me, criminal justice reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, comes in all the time to talk about Smollett gate. So anyway, that's my, I, you know what, D, I've been saying all along that Kim Fox will win. That was my prediction. Put the money down in Vegas. I'm not a gambling man, but if I were, I would put the money down in Vegas. And I'm not going to back out now, all right? I'm not going to be one of those betters who predicts at the start of the season, oh, oh, Milwaukee's going to win the whole thing. And then if things get a little rocky, all of a sudden they're ditching that. Well, I never really said that. I'm, you know, some people in this room may have been of that uh, persuasion, that ilk. I'm oh, I around. saw that little point you did there. You made a little <laughs> sly point to me. Anyway, so uh, that yeah, so I don't know what to make of these polls, but I stand by my prediction: Kim Fox will win. All right, poll fans. The survey also reveals polling numbers from December and February showing Fox leading by 14 and 15 points, respectively, contradicting Conway's poll. But as Illinois Politico widely states. What's clear in both polls is nothing. Undecided voters <laughs> will dictate the results of this race. I, I just said, what's clear in both polls? Nothing. Okay. Undecided Well, you're voters. wrong. Politico says undecided voters oh, will oh, dictate the result of this race. You know, and there's also, I got to throw this one out there. I hate to th- throw all my Cook County listeners under the bus. They may not be paying any attention. So they get, a, you know, a pollster calls them out of the blue and asks them, who do you support, Kim Fox or Bill Conway or Bob Fioretti or Donna Martin? They're like, uh-oh. It's like me in the ACT. 
uh, uh, I don't know the answer to this question. Uh, how am I going to duck and dodge this one? If only these clueless people <laughs> knew how powerful their decision was. Uh-oh. I'm undecided right now. Actually, the reality is they don't even know what the office is. They're only vaguely aware of anything. This is our democracy, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like everybody's a geek like me who studies the stuff, reads the newspapers dutifully every day, talks to the candidate. Well, most of them don't talk to me, D. But, you know, talks to people who support them and thinks about things obsessively. Most people are going through life utterly clueless. They go, I, I know there was a guy named Jesse Smollett. He has something to do with that lady. I can't remember the lady's name, uh, but she's a black lady. I just, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Cook County voter. I'm all mixed up. Anyway, I, I think it could be that day. I don't think they're lying. They just don't know the answer. And so they're kind of evading it. Like me in high school. <laughs> ben, what's the answer? Well, Maya has entered the room. Maya has entered the room. Love it when Maya enters the room. And let me check if uh, you were right about that statement you made earlier. Ben, for 10 trivia points, who is the 20th Ward Alderman? 20th Ward? Jeanette Taylor. <laughs> yes. No one is a geek like you. <laughs> I, I think Maya knew the answer to that one, too. I bet you Maya can, can tell you all the four candidates for state's attorney. All right. So all these poll, these voters out there that are struggling with this pollsters question they're not quite, they're not quite sure who they're going to vote for you know what d i don't think they're lying i just think they're clueless i think that's typical cook county chicago voters they don't know they gotta listen to the ben drowski show that's the that's the the answer to everything that ails you d and finally today our illinois governor jb pritzker had a good old downstate country meal at the illinois state library in springfield's agricultural legislative day breakfast whoa Oh, speechless. He's speechless. I, I, I thought you were going to say it at Country Buffet. Did you? Are, are you old enough to... Country Buffet. Do you, ever remember, do you remember Country Buffet? Is that before your time? No, no. I used to go to Country Buffet when I was a kid. Can I just tell you, folks, I loved Country Buffet. I thought that's what you were going to say. All he had right, good well, old-fashioned country at Country Buffet. But no, that's not what you're going to say. They're not sponsors, so let's just stop talking I think they're out of business. <laughs> oh, damn. I think they went bankrupt. If only we could have saved them years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, no Tuesday public events scheduled for our Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot. This little light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Hey, D. Yeah? Did I tell you that the Ben Jarofsky Show is sponsored by Rattleback Records? No. Well, it is. Rattleback Records at 5405 North Clark Street is Andersonville's full-service record store. Hey, D. Did I tell you it was voted one of Chicago's best record stores in the 2019 Chicago Reader Poll? No. Oh. Well, it was. Wow. Rattleback Records, 5405 North Clark Street. Used and new LPs and 45s. They got CDs, DVDs, books, gifts, and much more. For more information, contact them at rattlebackrecords.com. That's R-A-T-T-L-E-B-A-C-K Records. Dot com. Let's find out what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. No public event scheduled for our Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Ben, I guess that downstate country agricultural breakfast he had in Springfield <laughs> yesterday put the sleeper hold on the big guy. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to find the correct biscuit gravy intake balance. All right. I've been there. It's a sunny yet chilly March afternoon here in the city of Chicago. Ben Jarofsky, tell us, please. What is J.B. Pritzker doing Right now. Right now? 1.17 p.m. What's he doing? He's settling in uh, for a early matinee uh, of The Invisible Man. Oh, okay. oh yeah. He, 
by the way, he doesn't want anybody to know, he watched it Saturday night yeah. and loved it so much, he, he told the office, uh, I have a very important lunch meeting uh, with uh, someone named Elizabeth, Elizabeth Boss, and now he's watching it again. I love this part of the movie. There's a part of the movie, folks, which is so scary. She's in a restaurant, uh, she's with her sister, a, it involves a knife. I'm not telling you anything else. There you go. So according to Ben, he's trying to watch The Invisible Man for a second time. He loves it. Loves The Invisible Man. Livestream chat room, feel free to weigh in. What is J.B. <laughs> Pritzker doing right now? All right, in case you weren't aware, it's primary election season. And after last night's Biden barn burner, <laughs> we're damn near down to the final two candidates in the Democratic presidential primary. Now, back when there were about 20 POTUS candidates running, our Democratic governor expertly ducked and dodged when asked <laughs> who he's backing in the race. Yeah. His response every time, quote, I'm for the Democrat. Mm, that's a good response. But now that the road to WrestleMania seems to be leading to a Biden-Bernie showdown, Governor Pritzker was pressed again. Who is J.B. Pritzker for in the 2020 POTUS primary? Quote, I'm for the Democrat. <laughs> uh, he's not, no, no one saw that coming. Hey, remember when uh, he was running for office and people tried to pin him down on what the top tax rate would be? <laughs> not going to answer it. but yeah, I'll, You even tried. I tried, man. Uh, so finally, I just I raised the white flag. I go, look, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you this question again. Are you just going to admit that you're not going to answer it? Ben, I think I answered it already. <laughs> Why did I even come on this show? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> he's not going to answer it, folks. He's going to stay neutral who else was staying neutral every candidate who comes in to this uh studio running for office you notice they will never say who they're for no because they don't want to alienate any supporters so like if you're running for congress like say you're marie newman you're running against uh, danny lipinski in the third congressional you don't want to say you're for bernie because then you might alienate some warren supporters or vice versa or bloomberg supporters <laughs> it's like got to be at least four of them I, th I think I saw a guy in the southwest side walking around with one of those I am not a socialist hats. Oh, wow. Great deal that was by the guy. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, so he's, that's the, you know, that's the conventional wisdom. Don't endorse anyone. You can't uh, you know, insult anybody that way so, or irritate anybody. Once again, J.B. Pritzker, who's he backing in the 2020 primary? I'm for the Democrat. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pritzker continues, uh, quote, I don't know who's going to win in Illinois. I don't know who's going to win the nomination. But I know one thing. Donald Trump has got to go. <laughs> okay, there you go. Get him out. Uh, get him out. All right, enough about the national election. Our state elections are right around the corner. Uh, in fact, we're about, what? What is it today? The 4th? Mm -hmm. We are now 13 days away. Oh, 13 days away. From the Illinois yep. primary election. November 17th. We've covered the most. Did you see I said November 17th? Oh, my that God. That was a Joe Biden moment. March 17th. Well, you can run for president then. <laughs> yeah. We've covered the most talked about races at the best of our ability thus far. Marie the Real Democrat Newman versus Dino Dan Lipinski. Kim Fox versus Bill DeBro Conway. Donna Moore and Bob Fioretti. Uh, let's see here. We've talked about uh, those and others, but thanks to the support of Illinois' two top elected officials, we now bring you more coverage of an election that, honestly, I knew nothing about <laughs> until about a week ago. This, I think this is your favorite election because it's got uh, Pritzker on one side and uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on the other side. 
no matter who wins, they're virtually going to be the same exact person. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and, got Dennis' local news segment written all over written it. Written all over it. Plus, it's like a well-to-do wards. You don't districts. You don't care if you offend anybody. I mean, it's really got your name written all over but it. But the race that we're talking about is the 12th district state rep election between Jonathan Yoni Pizer and Margaret Croak. Mm-hmm. Now, Ben, I've noticed you've taken some interest in this election as well. Tell us what you know here. Coach everybody up for those who may not well, know why time. it's so interesting. Uh, well, it's Again. so interesting because we love making fun of rich people. No, that's not true. Well, it okay, kinda is. Uh, kind of is. Anyway, it's a well-to-do district on the north side of Chicago on the lake uh, lakefront. Uh, and the uh, incumbent state rep, Sarah Feigenholz, was promoted to be to fill the vacancy created by uh, when John Cullerton retired to spend more time with his grandchildren. Right, D? Remember that? And uh, so now there's a vacancy. And, you know, these vacancies don't show up all the time because, folks, generally, you know, we don't have term limits. So someone gets a seat. They're holding it on for life. And most Chicago voters, their attitude about a uh, incumbent politician was, yeah, I like that person. Ah. Yeah, I like it. By the way, you're still uh, rolling with that, right? The Cullerton uh, left to spend time with his family. Absolutely. His grandkids. I said that from the get-go. All right? I haven't, I I haven't wavered. I haven't deviated. I okay? <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy like, oh, I was for Bernie yesterday. Joe Biden did really well. Oh, now I'm for Biden. Okay? I'm not one of the. I'm oh. not one of those guys in the city of Chicago walking out, walking around with a Milwaukee Bucks shirt on, Danny Mahopoulos. Okay? Man. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, all right? I'm not one of those guys, oh, I really love the Lakers because LeBron James is on there. I'm not one of those guys. Oh, I wish I could get the audio of uh, Ben Jarofsky's show. I'm just a flag blowing in the breeze, D. <laughs> yeah, but I don't throw people under buses, okay? So, yeah, I'm sticking to that. Johnny Cullerton stepped down because he wanted to spend more time with his grandkids, D. And you're sticking to yours. Mm, I think there's more to the story. All right, back to Yoni Pizer and Margaret Cullerton. Oh, anyway, so Cullerton stepped down. Uh, the uh, ward bosses in the area elevated Sarah Feigenholz to fill that vacancy. So now, you know, it's like, whoa, a vacancy. It's my chance. Look. Think, think of a guy like me. If I wanted to be a state rep, I would run. I mean, this would be my ch- Of course, I'm not in the district, so I got a problem. Uh, so, you know, they don't come around that often. So, they're, you know, Pizer waited his turn. Now he's running. He's got pretty much everybody, it seems like, on the north side supports him. Lori Lightfoot loves him, so she supports him. And then, so you figured he'd be a shoo-in. Uh, but Margaret Croak, she's got JB's support. So it's like it's a proxy war, JB versus Lori. <laughs> now, because Margaret Croak is backed by the richest politician in America, remember, Bloomberg's no. out. Bloomberg's out. He's still a politician. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I guess. So. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I Jamie. I tried to give you the, the title. And what about old Donnie? Trump. He's Pritzker, got money. Pritzker's way richer than Donald Trump. Guarantee it. Well, Pritzker's. We've gone through this before. I, you know, I got to see the income taxes. Okay? Let's see the income taxes. I'll make my decision. But hey, listen. But because Croak is backed by Pritzker, Margaret Croak, very similar to Pritzker and Bloomberg for that matter, has enough money to bug the ever-loving <laughs> hell out of us with online political campaign ads. Been a batch of online uh, <laughs> Margaret Croak ads have just been released. I have them. We're going to play them, and it would be great to hear your take okay, on them. Okay, let's go. All right. Now, uh, people, you won't be able to see these ads when we play them. <laughs> so I must mention that in these ads, Margaret Croak really wants everyone to know that she has a baby. 
All right. Okay. Because she's holding her baby in almost all of these ads. So, so uh, just picture a lady holding a baby, and you've, you're practically watching them with us as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. Without further ado, let's play Margaret ad, uh, Margaret Croak ad number one. This ad is titled "Doing What's Right." I'm Margaret Croak. I'm a lifelong resident of Illinois, and now I'm running for state representative in the 12th district because I know I can get things done. As a leader in Governor Pritzker's administration, I helped develop a five-year economic plan. I also assisted homeowners in lowering their property tax assessments in Cook County. I have roots in this community. I have organized in this community. And I'm the next generation of progressive leadership in this community. Convince me? Where's, where do I get to vote? Oh, wow. In the district. You like that ad. <laughs> you know, I like the fact that she, listen, I didn't vote for him in the primary. Everybody knows that. But I've become a fan of J.B. Pritzker, the way he's run the state. Def, not top of the list, legalizing reefer. Second, no, I, I would reverse it. Top of the list, pushing hard for a fair tax. I just saw a poll. I don't know if this is in your... No, no, I saw the poll. It's not okay, in the news. Okay, cool. So let me uh, kind of pre-show planning. <laughs> don't let them know we barely did any prep, please. Uh, there's a poll that I think it was in the bright one I saw it. Uh, was, I think it was in the bright one. At the Paul Simon Institute came mm-hmm. out a poll two to one. I didn't believe this poll. I, okay, this is a poll, folks. I did not believe, but whatever. I saw it in the paper. All right, the fair tax would raise rates on the highest uh, earners in the state of Illinois to try to get the wealthier people to pay more uh, relative to the broke-ass people like me and Dennis. And uh, right now, we all pay the same rate, so it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, Miles Porter in the studio as well. He pays the same rate as J.B. Pritzker. That doesn't make any sense. Also a broke-ass? Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't for this show, that kind of goes <laughs> with the territory. So, uh, you know, so I, I'm a big fan of that. He's taking a lot of uh, hits from the Republicans or from the Chamber of Commerce types and from the editorial board of the Chicago Tribune and all the right wingers in the state of Illinois are just pounding him for that. So, you know, I take I give him a lot of credit for uh, taking uh, I, I think it's an important step forward for the state of Illinois. So that's number one. I give him credit for it. number two uh, is legalizing marijuana. So, you know, I'm a fan of J.B. Pritzker right now. OK. Uh, and so the fact that he endorsed Croak. I know it's kind of sound weird for me, but yeah, it kind of, oh. you heard it here first, <laughs> listeners. Ben Jarofsky's a croakhead. <laughs> all right. But by the way, I'll say again what I've said all along. I don't believe there'll be much difference between either one of them when they sit. They're going to pretty much vote whichever way Pritzker tells them to vote. You know, I just I hate it. I would want this seat to be the real progressive, you know, like a Bernie type. Yeah, well, probably not going to happen. Up next, Margaret Croak ad number two. Oh. This is titled Thrive. Mm. Cue that funky new wave music. I'm Margaret Croak. I'm running for state representative in the 12th district because I know I can get things done. As a leader in Governor Pritzker's administration, I helped develop a five-year economic plan that will create new jobs and help small businesses thrive. Yeah, see, uh, but, uh, it, it sounded a lot like the last one, except for a different music. Again, so she's beaming out, you know, she's beaming out Pritzker rays. So, you know, she's hoping, oh, some voter <laughs> did not really paying attention. To be honest with you, D, we've been down this road. Most people don't pay attention to a state rep race. They just, they, they're either for a D or they're for an R. So if they see a D, Democrat that is, they vote for the person. So they don't know. 
I, I mean, our listeners are smarter, so they know who their state reps are. I mean, we do have, I do believe this. We have smarter politically. I mean, they're, they're putting stuff on my Facebook wall all the time to show they're smarter than I am. So, you know, they know their politics. But uh, I would say nine out of 10 voters in the city of Chicago could not identify uh, their state rep. In fact, I would say nine, out, the only politician uh, your average Chicagoan could identify would be the mayor of the city of Chicago, the governor of the state of Illinois. That might be a little risky, but though they would know who Pritzker is uh, and uh, they could name their alderman. I'd say there's a 50-50 chance they can name their alderman. Uh, the, you know, that guy. Uh, the, the, and the, oh, lot, that guy. A lot of times, a lot of times it's like takes, there's like a two-term stagger. Follow me on this one, folks. Uh, so, for instance, they let's say there's a longtime alderman who was in the ward, running the ward for 20 years, and then he or she left, and there's been a new alderman. So it takes like five, six years before they catch on. Go, so it's like, let's say 47, isn't Schulter the alderman? No, Schulter hasn't been the alderman uh, since 2011. Oh, oh, you know, that's your average voter. They're not really following things, dude. They got a lot on their mind. So, you know, they hear this ad, they say, oh, she likes Pritzker. It's okay with me. I'll vote for her. Now so effective advertising. Now our third ad has no room for comedic material, but it may explain the baby. Here's Margaret Croak, ad number three, HB40. I'm Margaret Croak. I know how important it is to protect a woman's right to choose in Illinois. That's why I work to pass HB 40, a law that will protect abortion rights even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Uh, HB 40, of course, was a huge uh, re abortion rights fight that took place. What was it, 2018? Uh, shout out to Terry Cosgrove, Personal Pack. They'll GC. be having their fundraiser this uh, Saturday. And uh, TC and uh, Personal Pack really led the fight against Ronner on that. They put him in a very awkward position. Oh, God, this is ancient history, but uh, very important, I, I think, in terms of judging a candidate. Uh, Bush Ronner was basically a lifelong supporter of abortion rights. He got to be governor, and he cut a deal with the far right wing of the, the Republican Party that he was going to abandon uh, the uh, women of Illinois on this particular issue. Uh, and when that, uh, when that became, when the public became aware of that, Terry Cosgrove and other abortion rights activists led the charge uh, to really put him in the corner, which, you know, where are you on this one, Rauner? HB 40 was a huge fight and, and Rauner flipped and flopped. And then finally he went back on his word to the conservatives and went back to supporting HB 40. But by then uh, pretty much all was lost uh, for Bruce Rauner. So yeah, very important issue. Uh, I, I guarantee you every single – well, uh, Pizer definitely is is pro-choice. He, I think he has the backing of personal PAC. Uh, so, you know, but it's important that she establish herself because, because Pizer has the support. Follow me on this, folks. This is how politics works. Pizer has the support of personal PAC. The reason he has the support of personal PAC is because this is the little detail that I haven't, I haven't mentioned. When the Democrat – when Cullerton stepped down, Feigenholz was elevated. I'm doing my Bernie imitation. Oh, I thought you were dips. playing air organ. Okay. Feigenholz was, uh, was promoted. And then there was a vacancy. And that vacancy was filled with Pizer. Okay. So immediately, personal pact, he's an incumbent. He's pro-choice. They support him. So now they're sending out literature that said, we support him. And so a voter, you know, typical, like I said, voters aren't the smartest people in the world. They, they may just, oh, well, the, is she not for abortion rights? 
So she has to say, she forget it. You got to help the voters. I get it. I Give get them a little it. nudge every yeah. now and then. Yeah, I get it. Okay. In our fourth ad, we learn the name of Margaret Croak's baby. It's PJ. And animal lovers in the 12th district, after you hear this ad, you may have found your next candidate. Here's ad number four titled Puppies While Holding a Baby. Before I became PJ's mom, I was a foster dog mom. I've fostered so many puppy mill dogs who were scared, abused, and mistreated. As state representative, you can count on me to protect animals and the organizations that never give up on them. Wasn't Pritzker a big supporter of dogs? And for the record, I love puppies. <laughs> there you go. Work for JB. It's going to work for her. You know, it can't. I mean, well, it didn't work for Elizabeth Warren. I have to say this. Elizabeth Warren, uh, so many of her uh, Instagram spots showed her romping with her dog. It was a nice dog, by the way. And uh, I love dogs. So, I, you know, it's one of the reasons she was number two on my list. Oh, she likes dogs. She's okay with me. See, voters, folks, okay? We're not the brightest people in the world. Uh, but it didn't really work for her. Didn't, uh, she didn't even win Massachusetts, by the way, D. I mean, I'm not piling on, but I'm just pointing out her home state, Massachusetts. Uh, people didn't go for Elizabeth Warren, you know? Anyway, the dog thing doesn't really work all the time, all right? You'd have to have other things. Like, you have to be, in the case of J.B. Britzker, a gazillionaire. That would help. And then the dog thing, you know, helps too. Bloomberg should have been, had images of him romping with dogs. It would have been better than that stupid hat he was selling. Romping. Was, that's a funny word. All right, on to uh, clip or ad number five. There's a lot of these. Oh, my God. Finding right. out you're going to be a new mom is so exciting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I think about what I'll tell PJ that I did. That in times like these, I stood up and fought for the values that matter in Illinois. The work we do now will affect generations to come. And this guy deserves someone who's going to look out for him every day. <laughs> Oh, baby noise. <laughs> that was like insert stu- like baby noise. That couldn't it's, have been the real baby. You know, it's funny because it's like the, <laughs> it's like the, uh, what was the movie I saw? Mystic River. At the end of the movie, uh, it's Clint Eastwood movie. Great flick, by the way. Uh, they, they have this baby and the baby's obviously a doll. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's no baby. That's a doll. Come on, Clint. You should have had a real baby. Shout out to Nathaniel. He uh, reminded us here. Uh, yeah, Bloomberg did have a dog moment. Remember when uh, he grabbed uh, the dog's like mouth? It was very weird. You don't remember that? Yeah, no, I missed. How did I miss that? Oh wow! How did Ben Jarofsky <laughs> miss something? Hmm. Uh, but okay, he had a dog moment. Didn't do him any it was, good. It, it was awkward. It wasn't a good. Oh, dog so it wasn't moment. a good dog. No, moment. he like grabbed the top of the dog's mouth and like shook it like you're shaking someone's hand. Yeah, dogs are good for awkward. humanizing. By the way, it was a great scene last night at the Promontory. Uh, Delmarie was on a riff about Mayor Rahm getting reelected and the whole thing about the sweater, putting on the sweater to get reelected was a great riff. Uh, but putting on a sweater for Rahm is the equivalent of, let's say, Michael Bloomberg romping with a dog. You know what I'm saying? Romping. I'm going to show him a human. And uh, I'm just like you, even though we have nothing in common. And, uh, you know, so anyway. Hey, like, did you know Margaret Croak's an entrepreneur? I, My parents are entrepreneurs, so I've seen how hard it parents? is to start a business. That's why I helped cut red tape for women and minority business owners while working in Governor Pritzker's administration. Because okay. small businesses are the heart of the Illinois economy. All right. Short and sweet, these Short ads. And sweet, yeah. Short what do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm not sure who that's going to appeal to in that district. The other ones where I could see the dog, the kid. You know, uh, reproductive rights, J.B. Pritzker, I don't know, small business. I mean, that's I guess that's her way of saying she's not uh, Bernie Sanders. You know what I mean? She's 
believes in capitalism. How about that? That's that's the message she's beaming. Not Bernie. So there you are. Six Margaret Croke ads, five of them just released in the last 23 hours. But hey, now, sure, it's not six of them, but Croke's opponent, Yoni Pizer, released one ad of his own. Okay. It's a Facebook ad, and no, there's not a baby in it. But it does feature a very popular political figure. Hello, everyone. I'm Mary Lori Lightfoot, and I'm here to tell you why I'm supporting my friend Yoni Pizer for state rep. Whether it's on uh, the equality issues, whether it's on the environment, or making sure that our government stands for ethics, Yoni is on the right side of all these issues, and he has been and will continue to be a fierce advocate for you in Springfield. Plus, he's a really nice guy. Thank you, Mayor. I'm grateful to have your support, and I look forward to bringing the light to Springfield, fighting for meaningful <laughs> ethics reform, clean energy legislation, and protecting That's the so right funny. to choose. So don't forget, early voting is starting. Um, find your polling place, and make sure that on March 17th, you cast your vote for Yoni Pizer on Election Day. Thanks very much. Okay. Yeah, he uh, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. Uh, speaking of nice guys, Monroe Anderson has entered the studio and he is gloating. Oh, is he gloating? He's gloating because Joey B won last night in many states and my guy Bernie didn't. So uh, we're going to have to deal with that, D. Just get ready for that. Your thoughts right? on that Yoni Pizer ad? Uh, Facebook know, ad. Look, same thing as I said before. Margaret Croke's got J.B. Pritzker and Yoni Pizer's got Lori Lightfoot. And it's sort of like a popularity contest on that uh, corner of Lakeview, that f- wealthy corner of Lakeview where people are not really paying attention to politics. And so they're probably going to vote for uh, Yoni Pizer because, well, that's the guy that Lori Lightfoot supports. I know who Lori Lightfoot is. Or they may say, oh, Croak, that's the one that JB supports. I like JB. I'll sp- vote for her. And the reality is, folks, I've said this again and again. In my humble opinion, they'll pretty much be the same kind of state rep if they get elected. So you win anyway you go. How about that, D? And finally, every single Chicago political geek has been on pins and needles waiting for this. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, which presidential candidate will you be endorsing? <laughs> it was reported about a month or two ago that Mayor Lightfoot mm-hmm. was undecided. You know, kind of like our Illinois governor, her response was, I'm for the Democrat. <laughs> but Ben, if you recall, yeah. uh, the mayor wasn't too happy with our candidates of the progressive persuasion, no. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, was she? Nope. Not negatory. Uh-uh. Well, she wasn't that, that happy with Joey B either, if you recall. Oh, well, walk right. us through it. So the situation was this. Uh, maybe people probably put this out of their mind. And for all our people who listen who are not from Chicago, we had a teacher strike. Uh, Miles Conflassen has entered the room. Miles Conflassen has entered the room. We had a teacher strike. When was the teacher strike, D? November. Very good. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, and then in that teacher strike. October. It was November. October, November. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it a lot on the Ben Jarofsky show. A lot. And uh, I was 100% for the teachers, just saying. Anyway, uh, in that strike, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, I believe they came to Chicago to rally with the teachers. I believe Joey Biden made a call to the teachers on their behalf. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Frank, look it up. Uh, and But I, Lori Lightfoot was upset because n- neither Sanders or Warren reached out to her. And I don't think Joe Biden did either on the teacher strike. They were... They stood with the teachers, and my response was, well, I can understand on a personal level uh, that you might be upset about that. I probably, we're all human, so we would probably have feelings, but I would leave those feelings as alone as much as possible because the reality is 
There's like 25,000 teachers and one Lori Lightfoot. 25,000 votes, one vote. Hmm, let me put that on a balance scale. So I would think that most Democrats would stand with the teachers. In fact, in general, I would think that the Democrats would be with striking workers. It's just in general, that's kind of what Democrats are supposed to do. They stand up for union rights, collective bargaining rights. They're trying to use their power to get working people more money, middle-class people. Their status solidified as middle-class people. So I was found it, you know, I was like, come on, Lori. Give, give give Bernie and Elizabeth Warren some slack on this thing. And then it looked as though the mayor was feeling the Berg, B-E-R-G, yeah. and looking to possibly endorse Michael Bloomberg. Well, the following comes from Crane's Chicago Business Magazine, and Greg Hines got the scoop. Damn it, we never get the scoop, babe. Wait, Greg Hines, poker player? Greg Hines? Okay, now that Greg I Hines? got an interview <laughs> set up here for Greg Hines, so please don't <laughs> ruin it. You're talking Greg, uh, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, Greg Hines, that yes, Greg Hines? that Greg Hines. <laughs> okay, I just want to know. I used to play poker with Greg Hines. Before. He's pretty good, right? Uh, he's a great reporter. Great reporter. Great All right, reporter. there we go. Uh, but poker? Whew, oh, God, come on. I took his money. Every, it was like, Greg, just give me the money. Let's not even have the game. Just give me the money. Are you, you want to go through the ritual of playing the cards? Just give me the money. Wait, uh, no, I'm going to beat you this time. Oh, okay. I just got an email. Hold on, let me check. <laughs> Greg Hines canceled. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> All right, well, we he got the scoop. He's of a great reporter, though. Great reporter. That's not helping us. All right. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot plans to make an announcement in the next day or so, and all those sources close to her aren't officially confirming anything. All indications are that she will back... Former Vice President Joe Biden. Whoa, what a surprise. <laughs> I know she's a big fan of Bernie's, uh, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is a progressive uh, in the sort of Chicago definition of progressive, which is a very loose definition of progressive. Pretty much anybody who is to the left of Jeannie Ives is a progressive in the city of Chicago. So... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, whatever. I'm not surprised that Lori Lightfoot would endorse Joey Biden. Everybody in who is anywhere connected to the establishment of the Democratic Party, who is uh, a moderate, a centrist, we all know the type. They're all converging around uh, Joey B. He is their nominee. They want him. And it's interesting. We'll have a nice discussion with Miles on this because I think the path to victory is stronger and more obvious for Joe Biden. But maybe Miles can convince me of otherwise. All right. It says here that uh, Lori Lightfoot and Biden connected by phone. Oh, can you imagine how that phone call went? Brr, hello? Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'll support you. Whatever. <laughs> Make sure that the kids hear words. <laughs> Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Eroding beaches on Chicago's lakefront, warmer winters in the upper Midwest, microplastics in our water. What can any one person do? Our best hope for saving the planet and ourselves is through the power of we. Get to the ninth annual One Earth Film Festival, the Midwest's premier environmental film festival. It's March 6th through the 15th. 
March 6th through the 15th. When? March 6th through the 15th. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the that. 14th? No. Uh-uh. Pay attention. Take a piece of paper out and a pencil and okay. write it down. March 6th through the 15th. Okay? 15th. And there's 26 films, 48 events, and four counties. What is that again, D? 26. Films. 48. Events. Four. Counties. You can engage with filmmakers and experts. Venues include Tesla Gold Coast, Loyola University, Plant Chicago, Old St. Patrick's Church, Chicago Cultural Center, Lake Theater and Oak Park, and much more. Go to OneEarthFilmFest.org. What is that, D? OneEarthFilmFest.org. One more time. OneEarthFilmFest.org. <laughs> God, are you good. That's correct.